Yo, welcome to the Dirty Dialogue. I am one of your hosts, Coffee Brown Empress. Have Professor Peacock on the line. Say what's up. Hey, hey. How's everybody doing out there? We're going to have the other two, Shinobi and Elder Genius, join us a little later. But we're going to get started. Today's topic falls up under non-monogamy. Polyamory. I know a lot of you guys have been hearing that particular word, poly, polyamory, polyamorous, polyam floating around lately, um, especially in the black community. More and more people are saying no to monogamy and saying yes to being poly. And we're going to break down what these the this particular love style is and stuff like that combat all the stereotypes because let's face it all four of us identify with this particular love style non-monogamy polyamory one way or another um so let's get started what is non-monogamy i'm gonna let professor peacock you know step in i think i was talking too much you know go ahead professor not non-monogamy, you know, in its most basic form is the direct opposite of monogamy, which is in monogamous relationships, you are committed and dedicated to one person. And in non-monogamous relationships, you would be in relationships with multiple people. Now, um, when speaking on non-monogamy, everybody's most common you know, commonly informed on, you know, the unethical forms of non-monogamy. But when we're speaking in ENM or polyamory, the core basis of it is the ethics and how you carry yourself in your non-monogamous relationship. Sapika? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you well. Um, oh. I don't know what happened. I couldn't hear you. You can't hear me at all? No, I can hear you now, but at first I couldn't hear you. Technical Look, difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. I didn't hear what you said with your definition. So... Uh, just basically at, at, at its basis, you know, being engaged with more than one person in a romantic relationship um, is your basic definition of non-monogamy. Uh, non um, you just don't commit yourself to one specific person. Uh, you may have multiple relationships in your life, and that is perfectly fine if that's what you choose for yourself, you know. Um, I think the basis of tonight's conversation should more so reflect on the difference in being ethical and being non-ethical. Absolutely. So what what is your take of uh, polyamory? Why did you choose that particular love style? Why do you think people are actually choosing to identify as non-monogamous polyamorous in particular? Oh, okay. So why I chose versus why people are choosing two total different answers here. So um, I personally have always been open to open relationships. Um, 
you know, monogamy wasn't something that necessarily seemed normal to me, even though I've been in multiple monogamous relationships and I don't find it hard to be monogamous. It's just, uh, it seems to be more of a conscious effort for me to be monogamous than, than it does for me to just, you know, be free form and be free in, in my love style. Now, why people are choosing polyamory is because for us who have grown up this way and more so from an era where monogamy was the the basic programming in our households, you know, this was, there was no real term for this, you know? And the only thing that was really kind of beat down in our thoughts is that it was wrong for us not to want to just be with one person. Um, identifying it under a banner and giving it a title such as polyamory or, or polyam now gives people a word to research and to find a basic basic definition of that word and believe that that's the complete essence of what being polyamorism is it really seems appealing on the surface until you get into it and realize that polyamorous relationships are a lot harder than monogamous relationships are if you're being ethical within them. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a person that, that identifies as polyam, it's what I usually call it for short. Sometimes I will identify as non-monogamous because, you know, it falls up under that umbrella. Um, I chose it because the freedom, you know, the freedom to, to decide to be with more than one person on a, a higher level, you know, of commitment, um, to have the autonomy, the freedom of, you know, govern myself to, to say, yes, I'm going to be with you, you and you, you don't have to check all my boxes. I don't require you to be my everything. And I don't want you to require me to be your everything. I'm too flawed. You're too flawed to be someone's everything. And monogamy just never made sense. And I always question, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're such social creatures. Like, in every aspect that we have, we have multiple of everything. We have multiple. We have. Does that mean that we love one parent? Um, we can only love one parent and the other one's just on their own? No, we love them both. When we have children, you know, more than one children, we still love them all. When we have friends, we love them all. And when we have siblings, we love them all. So in every non-romantic platonic relationship that we have we're able to have more than one year and and society wants to tell me that in romantic relationships there's only one that doesn't even make sense so my thing is like how how is it that if this person is supposed to be my one why am i attracted to other people this this person supposed to check everything that i that i'm requiring so why am i looking at other people why in my head I'm picturing myself with other people? Why do I still want to date other people? So that's why, you know, monogamy never made sense to me. It never quite fit in the scheme of things in human nature. 
like I said, I just don't really think that it's natural. You get what I mean? Um, I yeah. never really did. But um, I, I was listening to what you were saying, and it's funny because there is, like, one big caveat that I do find in living in, like, an ethical non-monogamous, you know, and being openly ethically non-monogamous that I run into and I see a lot of people run into. And I say this to a lot of people who are new to, you know, the polyam lifestyle or ethical non-monogamy is that you have to understand that you're operating in a very, very, very big gray area. This banner, this life, this open love style creates a huge gray area for people who are unethic in their relationships, unethical in their relationships to operate under the guise that they're being ethical. And you have to really keep your head on a swivel and your eyes open when you're dealing with people. Vetting is very, very important if you're truly polyamorous because you can run into somebody who, like you say, the person that you're with may not check all of your boxes, right? Right. But that person that you're with is giving you 100% to to fulfill 80% of what you need. And yep. still allowing you to find the other 20% of what you need uh, elsewhere. So when yep. you go out and you try to find that other 20%, who are you really running to, into? Somebody who's going to give you 100% to fill 20% in your life? Or are they going to just give you 20% because that's all they think that they're worth or you're worth? Yep. That too. Oh, yeah, that hated 80-20 rule. I never understood the 80-20 rule in monogamy. I never understood that. Um, I mean, I think the 80-20 rule exists in relationships. You get what I mean? It is it is it is very, very far fetched to believe that any one person can fulfill a hundred percent of what you need in a relationship because relationships Oh, I didn't are, mean it that way. Are, are, mm-hmm. are more than just the romantic aspect. Absolutely. You know, so absolutely. So a guy could love you with everything that he has, but financially be lacking or, you know, be lacking in maturity and other areas of his mindset that don't, you know, coordinate with you or correlate with you. So um, <clears throat> when you're dealing with this in this EMM life, you get what I mean? Like there is a very, very big group of people who look at it like, like, okay, well, you have somebody. You know, they at home, they paying the bills, they helping cook, they helping wash dishes. The only thing you need from me is, you know, extra sex or, you know, uh, uh, somebody to fuck the confide into when you're mad at him. And that's all they're willing to give you. They're not really putting the effort into building anything with you. And this isn't always true, but there's a very large population of people in this lifestyle or using this lifestyle such as like a you know a a wolf in sheep's clothing in the sense absolutely uh um a lot of people in this lifestyle the um i mean for the majority you know people are ethical but you do have you know a lot of people in numbers that that do only come into this lifestyle to be able to have their cake and eat it too that that type of threesome mentality where their partner can't be with other people but they can be with as many people as they want and that that person you know you know m- must sit in the background while they have their fun 
You know what I'm no. saying? Why they why they get to do what they do. Although you do have some people who do have partners that don't need another partner but are okay with them, you know, being, you know, ethical non-monogamous ethical non-monogamous, but there is a difference, you know. Yes. You, yeah. And I think I think that difference really does come down to ethic to demand mm-hmm. to demand that somebody not engage with somebody else in a relationship with you while at the same time demanding that you be allowed to do what you want to do is unethical is is highly highly unethical i'm trying to watch my language here but it's highly unethical but it is completely ethical if you're with somebody who accepts you as a polyamorous or non-monogamous person and chooses to be monogamous with you Absolutely. Right. But that's that's based upon their choice. When you're moving in this love style and you're manipulating things in your relationships to where you reduce, limit, or eradicate your partner's choice and what they want to deal with and what they don't want to deal with, you're absolutely in the unethical range. Oh, absolutely. I definitely, definitely agree. You know, um, and and sometimes even when people think they're moving ethical, they're really not. So, you know, I've heard people say, oh, well, I don't think I can, I don't think I can share, you know, my significant other with another guy. You know, you, you'll hear that from some men, you know what I'm saying? But, but here you got, here you have a partner who's heterosexual. She doesn't deal in, uh with women on any romantic level but you in turn you know have this you know uh this notion and then she somehow fakes bisexuality so she can keep you and let you be polyamorous too and not living in her truth to the fact that she wants another male partner she's cool Mm -hmm. with you dealing with whomever you're dealing, but she actually wants to, you know, you you know, you have to make sure you 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 let your partner know, hey, it's okay if you want to date, you know, another man. Yeah, there's something I have to work through, you know what I'm saying? Get through it, you know, but it can still, you know, you still giving them that freedom to to, to their that freedom of autonomy, freedom of self-governing. Um another thing, you know. Um, that I have seen um, that that is borderline unethical to me because you have you have you have preferences. Everybody has preferences, but my thing is is when you are requiring um, when you are requiring your partners to to be bisexual. Um, if you assist head man what doesn't matter you're having you're you're dealing with that threesome fantasy in your head now when you approach polyamory it's not really supposed to be about sex it's supposed to be about building commitment you know you know showing that it's possible to love and be with more than one person at one time but you know that's 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 another conversation you know I'm I'm listening to you I'm listening to you and I want to backtrack and touch on something right there because Uh I hear that a lot I hear that a lot and and, in my walk I've heard it quite a bit when you say 
somebody says, well, I can't imagine sharing my partner with somebody else. So let's like break that down, sharing. To mm-hmm. share something, that means you have to have ownership of it, right? Absolutely. And that's where you, in this lifestyle, you make the biggest mistake is to believe that you have ownership over any sovereign person in this love style. Mm-hmm. The true seed, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people would probably agree with me, but the, the like the biggest seed to ethical non-monogamy and polyamory is one's relationship with themselves. You only belong to yourself. Your autonomy Absolutely. is sovereign. Absolutely. I align myself with you, but you do not own me, which means you Absolutely. don't have the power to give me permission to do anything, and you're not or allow sharing me. me with anyone. Absolutely. I think people have to realize like the sovereignty of their relationships to really be successful in this love style. Like if you cannot isolate your relationship with a person and have it separate in your mind from whatever relationship they may have with somebody else, you're going to drive yourself crazy. If you don't do the work to deal with your jealousy issues, your possessive issues, your control, territorial, your territorial issues. Well, I'll back that up because I'm a peacock and I am territorial. But I am very territorial, but I check myself a lot. I, I check myself a lot too, but there's a there's a time and a place where Absolutely. me being territorial does play into my dynamics. You get what I mean? Yeah. Which where yep. it's where it's letting my dynamics know that I am there for them. You get what I mean? Absolutely. And I'm ultimately, exact I'm very protective. You get what I mean? So I think like, that's where my territory like goes. <laughs> Exactly. This person's my person. Treat them well, or you will deal with me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, and I and and I I definitely agree with that. I do not think that's outside of ethics or outside of any normality for anybody who has true feelings for anybody that they're with. Like, you belong to me. You belong with me, in an essence, right? In an essence of a term. But within that, I'm not gonna let anybody just mistreat you. Absolutely, and that's not. where you know a bit of territorialism may may come into play. <laughs> but to be in a, you know, even like let's say territory too. If I'm nested with my partner, and she has an outside boyfriend, like I have the right to say that I don't want him in our nest. Absolutely, you get what I mean. I don't yeah. have the right to say that you can't deal with him and that you can't spend right. time with him. But I do have a right to say, as a co-owner and a and a you know a person that lives with you and has just as much say so in our household as you do that I don't want that person here. Absolutely. So territorialism does kind of play a little bit of a factor. You get what I mean? Because you don't want your dynamics feeling like they're replaceable, easily replaceable. Like if you find yourself, you know, looking at a person like you can replace them tomorrow if they step out of line why are you with them in the first place absolutely and i definitely 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 agree with what you're saying um my thing is um with with our 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 particular love style is you know, the, the the illusion that people think that is easy, that they're going to find, you know what I'm saying, their ideal dynamic in a snap of the hat. 
and that's it. People don't really, people really don't, don't factor in that the dating game hasn't changed. You still have to, you know, drudge through all the, the what I like to call the polyfuckery. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, uh, of it all. Um, that, hey, look here. You know, you know how they say, like, it's P? It's P in the yep. dating pool? Yep. It's P in the monogamous dating pool. I'm going to tell you right yeah. now. There, there is P in the monogamous dating pool. In the E&M dating pool, there's P and a lot of other it, shit in that damn water that you don't want to know. Yeah, you know lot, what I'm saying? A lot like, of poison, uh, <laughs> toxicity. <laughs> too much chlorine, too much. Yep. Blood. Yep. It's it's there. So, absolutely, absolutely. That that and and that's what you know. I um, I always try to tell people. You know, what I'm saying um, when I do lives and stuff, and I and I talk, you know, on, on Clubhouse. You know, follow Grown Black and Poly. On, on Clubhouse, Instagram, all that got to do a quick plug. Um, I tell people all the time to um, to 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 vet properly. Don't don't be so caught up in in getting your ideal dynamic that uh, that you forget to 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 do the due diligence. And here you are now wanting to give up. And, and mad because you ignored the complete red flags that were blazing right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. So, I mean... Yep. And like, the vetting, the vetting is very important. The vetting is, is very important, you know, because um, and what I find in, like, walking this path is like I have found that the quickest way to find quality in this dating dating is to remove you know physical attraction and sexual energy from the vetting process putting that very last you know what I mean in, in, in the vetting process like let's take that off the table immediately and let's see what exists between me and you, you know, with that out of the question first. Absolutely. You know? Because it's a lot of horn dogs out here, baby. I ain't gonna give a lot Oh, to absolutely. It. <laughs> it's a lot of them out here. And, they, and, and male, female, in between, either way, it really don't matter. They all horny. Oh, absolutely. 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 Yeah. You know, that, that's why I tell people, Monogamy and poverty difference is you're dating more than one person. That's the difference in, in polyamory. Um, but the dating game is the same. The the you know, everybody has sex on the brain, you know. Um <clears throat> everybody wants to sleep with with everyone, and it's it's the same, but you know, people come into this love style thinking because they they're open to date more than one person that they're going to 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 get everything they want in 2.5 seconds. Everyone's impatient. They don't want to take the time. Oh, and so, oh yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, That's they don't it. want to take the time. That's what it is. Everybody's so busy wanting to 
to get the get this, you know, mysterious mysterious unicorn dynamic, you know, and I don't mean unicorn, you know, talking about the the, the bisexual woman from the swingers term. I mean just general the relationship, the this ideal polyamorous relationship um that they're trying to to um to to make happen. Well, I mean, if you use that, if you use it like using unicorn, how you, unicorn, how you just use it, you know, just like that, that ideal utopian dynamic that you're looking for, right? Yep. That is possible. In that aspect, unicorns do exist. It is possible because there are people out there who want what you want. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. And it, it is possible. But here's the thing about it. It's not easy to find. Like, well, first of it's all, we're not. talking about unicorns. That is not easy to find. It takes work. It takes serious, serious work. So the funniest thing that I find that I tend to see, you know, um, out here and, you know, a lot of these social groups that we're in is, is somebody be in a relationship with one person and and make a relationship official on Monday and then they got a whole new relationship official on Wednesday and it's like where's yes. the establishment for the first relationship, you know? Exactly. And it's they like, haven't set up no boundaries, no none of that. None of that. Like they don't even know how they're gonna operate together, let alone the fact that so it's like, are you guys in a relationship or you just decided to continue messing around regardless of what the other person does? It's not really a relationship. You get what I mean? Nope. So it, it's, it's you stepping on yourself. Somebody's giving up more than they want to give up to be in that situation. You know? Absolutely. And, and it's like, it's crazy. But like, I see people like they'll find that one relationship and they'll be taking their time with that relationship. And then the rest of the pool, you know, get a little bit uneasy because that person's like, not trying to find that next dynamic the next day. It's like, well, wait a minute. Let me backtrack. And, you know what I'm saying? I've established this relationship and, and you know, or established this relationship. Now I want to make sure it has a foundation before I add somebody into it. And people are impatient. Right. They want what they want Absolutely. when they want how they want it. They want it now. They, they, you know? and I, you know, I kind of blame society for that because. They have these these movies and stuff in which, you know, of these love stories where these it's not reality. You know what I'm saying? So everybody thinks that, you know, it happens that fast and you know, through all the trials and tribulations that happen in two days, you'll get over and you'll have your happily ever after. No. With you know with whom much is given, much is required. And although I'm not Christian, <laughs> I, st I, I still take that. You know what I'm saying? Relationships take work. Now, I'm not, it's a difference between uh, struggle love. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about struggle love. I'm not talking about what happened on acrimony. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about relationships in general take work. And especially when you're trying to have all these different personalities, trying to even when you're solo polyam, I'm solo polyam, right? So I don't nest. My partners are separate, but I'm still dealing with 
several different personalities in which I have to be several different people. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At once, you know what I'm saying? And you know, and, and it's and it's work and monsters on an individual basis. So I can just imagine people under one household, under one roof, and you have three, four, sometimes five, you know, different personalities trying to to make sense of it all. You see, that's crazy. See, because like with the whole polyamorous or polyamory, you know, polyamory movement, right? And that's mm-hmm. what I call it because this is literally what it is. It, it oh, is absolutely. A, especially culturally, it is a movement. Oh, absolutely. But um, I find that, like, you know, when they gave my <laughs> love style a title, it came with a whole bunch of little subtitles that had a whole bunch of little uh, definitions to them. And one little change in the definition meant that you weren't this, but then that that you were that. You get what I mean? And it was just like this whole highway and byways of a lot of information of, all right, I'm polyam, but how am, how am I polyam? Am I solo? Am I, am I unicorn? Am I a comet? Am I, you know, uh, looking for a triad? Am I looking for a quad? And I'm going to be honest with you. That made me back all the way out of it. Like that's why I say I'm ENM. Like you, you don't really hear me say that I'm polyamorous or, or that I'm poly. I say that I'm ENM because there are a lot of people in this that are chasing dynamics and not relationships, if that makes sense. So they're chasing how being solo poly comet is supposed to look more so than chasing those relationships that fit within a solo poly comet identity. Absolutely. You get what I mean? I'm not chasing dynamics. I'm in a search for relationships. Absolutely. Being blanket E&M for me means is I know that I'm not polygamous and I'm not polyandrous. And that's because of the marriage incantation on both of those on both of those identities don't sit well with me. You get what I mean? I do yep. fall under the poly the polyamorous banner when we're saying different types of poly. But what am I? Am I a comment? Am I am I uh, you know what I mean? Am I uh, in a triad? I'm all of that. I'm for what's for me as long as it's absolutely and it's not monogamous. You understand what absolutely. I'm saying? So I can be partnered and nested today and if that dynamic didn't work work out then tomorrow i'm solo comic you understand what i mean it's just yep. my identity changes as my dynamics change but i'm not chasing the dynamic i'm chasing the relationships absolutely and that's what and that's what i say you know i connect with the individual i don't care about the dynamic and all you know and I've I've been in different dynamics the triad the quad I even been a polycule but even then it was the individual that I was looking for and then it just so happened to come together after you know what I'm saying uh and 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 that's what where where people tend to misstep they're so their sole, sole purpose is to try to get that dynamic that they're not even focused 
on connecting with the individual, the individuals that that might make up that particular dynamic, or you might not even ever, for the people who, who get a triad, you might connect with people and you might end up a quad. You know what I'm saying? Because you 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 then stop focusing on trying to catch that 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 ideal, you know, and instead, you know, what you, you say relationship and they made these individual relationships and connected them and then lo and behold, they, they got a whole tribe. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you know? There are a lot of people in this love style right now that are missing out on dope as liberating experiences because they will not give the right person for them the chance yeah. to provide that for them because they're chasing the definition of what yeah. they think they are. Just be you. Like, yeah. like my lady understands, my lady at, at this point, and it took us a while to get here, you know, to this point, it took a while to establish our relationship. It took a while for her to learn who I am. It took a while for her to learn what it means when I tell her, I can't help how I feel about this person. If yeah. I'm at that point where I cannot help how I feel about that person, then apparently the connection is real. You get what Absolutely. I mean? And But it's the connection. It's not, well, this person fits the fact that we want to be in the closed triad and they, you know, they only want one guy or one girl and they just fit the dynamic that we think we want for ourselves and we're going to try to force that person into that dynamic just so we can have it. Absolutely. That's it is. It's, it is. It's tragic. It's trash. It's, it's ashy. It's, it's, it's the most ashiest thing that a person can do, you know, like, like really, you know, uh, uh, the people when, so also the other thing is a lot I've noticed some people, you know, just you know, jump in, have these relationships. There's it has not has it been a discussion of expectations, no boundaries established. You know what I'm saying? They're just winging it. And I get for going with the flow, but to wing it without, you know, knowing, you know this person's boundaries and, and boundaries are for the, the, that particular person. It's not for your partners, for you, what you will and won't allow, you know, the basic discussions, you know, and, and then they wonder why, you know, their dynamic relationship or whatever is like blowing up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, you know, it's just, see, it, that's, that's what the paddle is for though. Like, mm -hmm. like you say, going with the flow versus, you know, just winging it. Right. So yep. let's, let's take it away from like, you know, for a minute, I'm gonna give you an analogy. You're okay. on, you, you're on a rapid river. You're, you're on a raft on a rapid river, right? Mm -hmm. There's a, oar. there's a paddle in your raft. What is that paddle for? Though you may ride with the current on that river, you may go with the flow. If the flow right. is driving you and have you heading right into a rock in the middle of the river, aren't you supposed to use the oar to avoid the rock? Absolutely. People who wing it hit the rock. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? That's what there's it, a purpose for that. So yes, you can go with the flow in a relationship. You can let the yep. relationship organically grow, but within that organic growth, that's where you're establishing, okay, this is what my boundaries is. 
this is, you know, how I feel about this. This is how I feel about that. And let your partner know so they can organically learn how to grow with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. You know, it's just, um, I just wish that sometimes, you know, people would just, you know, do what is required. Because when you don't do what is required, you you cause trauma for people. And then those those trauma, those people who will have those traumas are then causing trauma for their next partner. You know what I'm saying? Or making it difficult for their next partner to get past. You know, people don't realize that. Like, I'm not saying, like, wait 11,000 years, you know what I'm saying, to get it right. Like, no, just make sure that you're going in with your eyes wide open and you have a plan. You have at least a skeleton of a plan. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (coughs) Sorry, y'all. I'm still getting over COVID. Um, But at least have, you know, a a, a skeleton, an outline of of, of point A to point B, point C. Yes, you might not stay on that path. You might diverge from it a little bit, but at least you have the basis established of where you're going. Yeah. Yep. You know, everybody seems to know where they want to go for themselves. But the mm-hmm. real trick in life is to be able to explain that to somebody else and they can see your vision the same way you see it. Absolutely. And also when when they're when they're building these relationships, you know, especially sometimes couples, you know, they establish these rules and stuff like that, guidelines. But then they bring in, you know, I hate using the word third. The, you know, the 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 in, individual that changed the dynamic in, into a new relationship. That's how I usually refer to it or their additional partner or something like that. Um, they don't rediscuss the boundaries, the rules, the guidelines, you know what I'm saying? And and and, you know, uh, and that's what they need to do as well. Because then, you know, you have a whole bunch of people complaining all throughout uh, Facebook. Oh, you know, had this third and, you know, it went south and woo, 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 but I just want to give up. Or you have the person who was the additional partner. Oh, my God, this couple. Like, you could you could have stood up for yourself. You could have said, hey, these are your rules and guidelines for you two. But let me bring in my opinion. Let's rediscuss these, you know, but, you know. Like see, I said, like with that though, it's like you said, like you um, like you just said, like people have to do the work to be yep. able to really be able to function, just simply function in this love style. But see, the yep. thing about yep. the work is, is that most people don't really understand that the work begins like inward. The work begins with yourself. You understand yep. what I'm saying? Like if you don't know how to communicate, this is not gonna work with you. It's not gonna work for you. If you don't know how to listen to understand, this is not gonna work for you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't don't take the time with themselves, for themselves, to better themselves. Here it causes damage to somebody else. No, it because they are. they feel that the other person is supposed to heal them. No, no, baby, your happiness is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. My job is only to enhance it and en- enhance the quality of life. I'm not supposed to. This yeah. time, my job to give you life. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one thing, you know, I appreciate being non-monogamous, being polyamorous is because 
it has given me a freedom, a a true, a true um, semblance of self. I have never known myself since being polyamorous, since being yeah, since being polyamorous, because I've been non-monogamous for years. But to be polyamorous, I have never, I have never knew who Shanita was, what Shanita wanted, what Shanita needed, desire. I have never been so open in my communication, so transparent. You know what I'm saying? I am willing to overshare than undershare. Like, like it has awakened in me, because you know. We're taught that, you know, in monogamy, like this one person is your happiness. This one person is supposed to be your best friend, your lover, your your counselor, your your football coach, your basketball coach, your biggest cheerleader. Whoop, 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 whoop. It, it has nothing, nothing in monogamy says, hey, you have to be happy within yourself to be happy with the other person. It's I mean, your happiness that, depends on each other. That's a lot of goddamn look. That's a lot of goddamn work for somebody to have to put in just for you to tell them that you love them. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's, that sounds conditional to to me. That sounds conditional. And see, and this is why I love ENM because the people in my life that that genuinely have love for me love me because I am me. They love me for who I am. They love me in spite of, not because of. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Know, Say that one more time. Say that last part one more time. People, the people in my life that have love for me, love me in spite of, not because of. Hallelujah. Point blank, period. And that's all I want. I don't, I, I, I'm not in a rush to be in a relationship with a, a, a big list of women. And I really don't want that for myself, period. You know, um, I'm non-monogamous, which just simply means that there's not only one. You understand yep. what I'm saying? So it don't mean fifty thousand. <laughs> right. Although for people who can rock twenty, more power to you. I ain't got the energy nor the time nor the space mental mental. Hey, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a it's a it's a whole different world when you sleeping with twenty women. And when you taking care of 20 women, mm-hmm. total different world. You get what I mean? It's easy as hell to sleep with 20 women. Easy. I ain't got enough hoes. That's easy as shit. But to take care of 20 women yep. is a test of, uh, of your fortitude. I, w- I was about to say manhood, but I don't want to make it gender specific because there's a lot mm-hmm. of different dynamics out of here. But there's Absolutely. a test of your fortitude that is built up behind your word yeah, and your reputation. So I don't know, man, like, like a person who couldn't be honest in a monogamous relationship, most likely won't be honest, be honest in, in a non-monogamous relationship. A liar is a liar. Being poly doesn't make a liar a truthful person all of a sudden, just because they decided to be poly. It doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. A cheater is a cheater. Just because they decide Absolutely. to be non-monogamous does not mean that they're not a cheater. Especially Facts. if they are non-monogamous, but they choose to Facts. be unethically. They are still Facts. a cheater. Facts. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they won't cheat again. People feel that, you know, that in our love style, no cheating goes on. Yes, people... Fuck behavior still goes on. Don't ever get it twisted. Why they do it when it's open, when they can openly... 
date another person is because people got fucked up behavior. There's just fucked up people in this world. Yes, I said fucked up. Yes, yes. I said yes. fucked up. Fucked up yes. people in this world. Okay. You have to understand some people out here, right? Some people out here have sexual quirks. You understand? Like yep. They have like little sexual sexual switches, right? So being in a monogamous relationship and cheating is not about the fact for for some cheaters, it's not about the fact that they're sleeping with somebody else. It's not about the sexual gratification. The gratification mm-hmm. comes from the deviance, the the, the exactly because they get the away rush, with it, right? The, the rush that comes with being devious and doing something that they don't want to get caught for, but you get what I mean? Like they could get yep. caught. That it's forbidden. They're not ethically non-monogamous. They're probably not no. non-monogamous. Period. They're just a cheater. Hey, absolutely. Just fuck, fuck behavior. That's all it is. It's fuck boy, fuck girl, fuck day, fuck person behavior. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, Look, me, I'm gonna ask you a question. Sir. I'm gonna ask you a question. How many times have you seen or ran across somebody who was in an openly non-monogamous relationship with somebody and had to report the fact that that person was still, in fact, cheating when they never really had to? Uh, shit, Mo. <laughs> I don't have enough fingers and toes. Okay, to count. so... Why did that person still choose to cheat? Apparently, it's not about having multiple people in that person's uh-huh. life. It's about the, devi- the 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 rush that they get from the devious energy that they're putting into how they move. Absolutely. They get a thrill from deceiving. They get a, a thrill of doing bad behavior. They, get, they just don't give a fuck. They're just a fucked up individual. That's it. Yep. So I want people to know that being ethical non-monogamous, consensual non-monogamous, because there are so many terms, (laughs) being polyam or polygynous, polyandrous, open relationships, swinging, monogamous, you know what I'm saying, BDSM. Being just just doing that, you know, doesn't give it doesn't give people the license to cheat openly. That's that that's that's not what it's about. It's not giving permission for people to just cheat in the open. You know, cheating and and actually being okay with your partner um finding love somewhere else because the hardest thing, the hardest moment is seeing your partner with another person doing everything that they do with you. When you get over that hump, it's easy peasy. You know, on the other on the other side of that too, I like how you said that too. Because on the other side, like being ethical, the hardest thing and the biggest challenge in being in ethical non-monogamous relationships is though you are, you know, within your right to be in different dynamics with different people, is how do you make each dynamic sovereign to itself. Yep. That, that like, when you're out here and you're doing the same thing for every woman that you run into, it's a little less special for the individual woman. Absolutely. You, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, so you have to find ways in your dynamics to leave the individual dynamic, the relationship between you and that one person sovereign. There has to be something that's specific between you and them that nobody in any other dynamic that you may be 
beaten half. You understand what I'm saying? It's something specific between you and that person. I'm a firm believer in that. You get what I mean? Because other than that, yep. what am I? What am I doing? You get what I mean? Yep. I definitely, me. definitely agree with you wholeheartedly. Because I'm, I mean, I, you know, as not as CNM as I am, as consensual non-monogamy, as as non-monogamous as I am, I'm still I still have to deconstruct my mindset. I still have to check myself. You know, people people like to say, "Oh, I'm too jealous." Jealousy doesn't go away because you're polyamorous. You know what I'm saying? No, it's the way you respond when you're feeling those je those jealous uh, moments. Not everyone feels compersion. And no, you don't have to feel compersion to be able to be polyamorous. Some people don't have to know the details of yep. of their partner being with their other partner. They're okay, you know what I'm saying, with it, but they don't need to know the glory details. They know that you're with someone else. They're cool with it. They might know their name. They might have several conversations. They might not, but Having come and that's and, and that's where people mix up those two. So, uh, in order for you to be poly, you have to have compersion, and jealousy has no place in being poly and polyamorous. Shit, me, shit, me. Jealousy is a normal emotion. It's how you respond. How you respond. How you respond to it. It's See, what when it comes down to when it comes down to jealousy. Is like jealousy is like two phases to me there's yep. the internal jealousy uh-huh the internal jealousy is up to you to deal with and there's yep. the external jealousy that's how you react to like how you openly react to the energy of feeling jealous you understand what i'm yep. saying yeah jealousy is real like like jealousy is just not not gonna go away because you decide to be you know what i'm saying non-monogamous it's not gonna go away but the ability to be like I am jealous at, at some degree of my partner's other dynamic. To me, is a proof that that dynamic with you and that person means something. You get what I'm saying? Yep. You understand yep. what I'm saying? Like there's a value. Absolutely. And absolutely. When your partner that you value is with another partner, there is a natural sense that that value can be taken away from you. And yes, it's going to make you put some guard up. You understand what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. But ultimately, what you have to understand is, is you chose the person that you with for a reason. And if you can't trust Absolutely. that person within the reasons that you chose that person, you chose the wrong person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another like, little thing I like to, a caveat I like to throw out there and, and throw a trump card to is... Um, this notion that being polyamorous makes it easier to lose a loved one. Hell no! It makes it harder. And you still got to deal with with your other partners and being there for them and, 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 and mourn the loss of the partner. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's like... I, it's, I got it's, uh -huh. it's, it's completely asinine to think that because you're with multiple people that losing one would not matter. Exactly. It, it hurts it, even worse. Shit. 
seriously, 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 because like if you're with a person that can deal with you being with other people and you still lose that person, you got some other internal fucked up ass issues that you may yeah. need to work on. You get what yeah. I mean? Like now it's really about you. It's really yeah. about you. Because if they didn't leave because there was the potential for somebody else to be in your life and you, you know, like, like, you know, people want to run at the first sign of somebody being infidelous. You, you understand yep. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Well, proper ethical non-monogamy, infidelity is not a factor in proper, uh, in proper ethical non-monogamy. Right? Absolutely. Right. So if that is not a reason for your partner to leave you, which is probably one of the biggest reasons for splits in relationships, yep. and your partner still leaves you, you felt your partner in an aspect in an arena that really may make you want to check yourself. Absolutely. That I mean it does. It makes you self-reflect. Our love style makes you self-reflect all the time. You're you're constantly doing shadow work. You're constantly, you know what I'm saying, trying to 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 navigate you know what I'm saying? Your 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 sense of self, your your respect of your partners in this particular love style. You're constantly checking yourself. You're, you know what I'm saying? You're constantly, hey, you know, telling your partners, hey, that's my boundary. What's going on? You know, what I mean? like 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 I said, I have never known myself since being polyamorous. I have I have known my I, I I know myself in a way that I don't think it's possible in monogamy. Man, you know what the scariest part for me is in this? Is what? when I meet somebody new. I meet somebody new. And after I know that person, I realize I really like that person. And it, yep. it's like it's like, oh my God. Like I really like this person. Like for real, because now yep. what I have to do is I have to go back to every established dynamic that I have and put these per people on notice that hey, I met somebody and I like yep. this person. You know how yep. you know how many interrogations you're gonna have to go through. Yeah, about you, about that person, who that person is, what does that person look yep. like? What's her Facebook? What's her Instagram? What's her Snapchat? You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, you're gonna get asked a plethora of questions. Like, and when you realize you really like somebody, you're gonna have to stand on the fact that you really like that person. Because that, yeah. that your interest in a new person is going to be challenged by the people that you are with. Point blank, period. You're gonna have yeah. to deal with those questions where your current dynamic may be trying to compare themselves to the to the new person. Yeah. Like, like you, you, you really have to do the work in this. Like letting somebody yeah. know that there is a new interest is a work within itself. And sometimes you have to put the 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 pursuit of getting to know the new person on pause to clear your 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 runway with the people that yep. you're, you're already in a relationship with. Absolutely. I'm honest, Absolutely. My grandfather always told me a bird in hand is way better than two in the bush. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just saying, like, like this, this, this love style is not a fad. 
And I know a lot of people, you know, how people pick up fads and, and want to do it because they see celebrities do it and and think and and and, and thinking they <clears throat> they're really, you know, not prepared the work that it requires to be polyamorous. Yet, you know, um, uh oh, what's up, Elder Genius? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Good? Welcome, welcome, welcome. So I I was just about to tell him about the work that is required. You know what I'm saying? You know, because polyamory is starting to become a fad for some some people because you know when they see celebrities and stuff doing it, you know, everybody wanna try, you know, try it. This is not a buy here, pay here, you know, lot, right. you know what I'm saying? Like I blame I blame myself. I made it cool. Everybody saw me doing it. And now they want to do it. <laughs> Man. Yo. So I'll, I'll take the blame for that one. That's my fault. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, but like, like the funny thing about what you what you're saying though is like like even in media and even in movies, even in these these shows, they a lot of these shows that I'm finding there is not a lot of proper representation. A proper representation in what this lifestyle really requires. You get what oh, I mean? Because because it's always about whoever the center of the story is in those in those situations, those movies, those. You get what I'm saying? Is and it's always going to work out for the person that's the center of the story. You know, it, yeah. it it always works out for that person, but they never show how that person was with somebody that was very very valuable to them and almost lost that person because there was a new dynamic that was broken. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's really not that easy. It's not, hey, I like you. My wife's okay with it. Let's jump in bed together. Like, it's really it's really not that damn easy. You get what I'm saying? Like, like right. it's easier for people in lifestyle than it is for polyamory. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because it's ba- the basis is sex. Right. They just fuck it. You know what I'm saying? It's because, you know, it's you have to cultivate relationships. These are something that you're you're building um, uh, with, and you know this whole takes a village. You know, what I'm saying, you know, you know oh. the pillars of polyamory that people are always saying. You know, <laughs> generational oh. wealth, the village. You know, what I'm saying, building lasting connections. You know, <laughs> I would even say it's deeper. It goes deeper than that because while we are all socialized into the, the same world, we basically have been socialized to heteronormity, towards a cisgender normity, to monogamy normity. There is no socialization process for polyamory. Most people aren't even introduced to polyamory until they're well into their adulthood. So now yep. you're having to unlearn, first, you have to first unlearn all the lessons of monogamy and then learn the language I know a lot of bar, bar to entry for a lot of people is it becomes a lot of jargon. And then on the other side of things, you have these uh, poly elitists who tend to oh. treat everybody who comes into the building like they should have been sprung fully formed from the head of Zeus and know all the rules and the language. And if you just say, Miss Step. Say that um, one more time because I don't think they heard you in the back. <laughs> yeah, it's the, well, it's the but hold up, every hold group up, there's up, an elite. There's an elite. Brother L, brother L. Now, now, as a yes, as a brother who is definitely vested in this love style, right? And I'm gonna ask this, right. just, 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 just put it out on the table because I, 
I'm gonna play devil's advocate for the elitists because I kind of sometimes feel like that, right? I Go for absolutely it. tired of having to explain the same stuff over and over and over again because there's a new new person to the lifestyle. You understand what I'm saying? So then one thing you're not about a mentor. It, though, that's not that your thing. If you're if you're gonna decide to wear a banner or wear the colors of an association of a movement or something, right? Right. There should be some level of like pre-study, right? You should be doing your research before you jump into so. these groups and, and oh, I'm poly, and you don't even really know what poly is. You don't know the difference between polygamy, polyamory, and polygamy. You understand what I'm saying? Can, but you're saying that I definitely you're understand what you're saying. Right. I'm sorry. Can, can I interject? I'm sorry. Snoop Dogg once yeah. told me that the game was to be sold, not told. So, if you want it for free, get it from Google. I'm getting it from me. Okay, so I am one of those people who have a, a problem with the poly, uh, polyamorous elitist, the poly elitist. My thing is when when it, but mine is for a different reason. It's not because you know. Um, uh, they're they're trying to you know feel that the people should know polyamory. It's because they put themselves in this place to be the seers, the overseers of polyamorous. When you're putting your your uh, polyamory, when you put yourself in a place of that position, you, you're you're right. saying you're the teacher, you're the guiding, you're you're the guidance, you, the, the 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 guide to to polyamory right. one-on-one and then they tell you that if you do this 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 that's not poly that's unethical no there are there is more more than one way of poly you know what i'm saying just because how you go about it doesn't mean that um that you're not ethical and the way i go to go about it doesn't mean mine is unethical you know what i'm saying it, it, so that that's that's my thing you know let think, it, let think, people do. Go ahead. I, I think being ethical is really uh, about perspective, because what one wants to do, it makes somebody else may not want to do. That doesn't make what that other person is doing inherently unethical. Absolutely. The basis, poly should all be about agreements and understanding. Absolutely, consenting adults, consent between I, all adults. I remember in my young uh, wasted youth. There was a young lady who was married who wanted to sleep with me, and her husband knew who I was. Didn't ever want to have any contact with me. Didn't want to talk to me. Didn't want none of that. Sent me one note said, "You got my permission," you know, and that was and we were off to the races. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That, that a lot of people would have considered that unethical. You don't have any relationship it, with this parent. You're metamor and blah blah blah. It, it, you like, know, like you ain't got to. Don't ask, don't tell. It's just a stream parallel. It does not mean that yeah. the person is being unethical. The person just don't want to uh want to have details. That's because everybody thinks compersion. If you have compersion, then you're poly. Com- being poly has shit to do with compersion. P- compersion is not the lifeline to being polyamorous. Sometimes yeah, like sometimes yeah, I have I sometimes I have metas that I don't rock with. I don't I know who you are, I don't talk to you, I don't do nothing with you. I have metas that I can rock with. 
You know what I'm saying? It, it, that's just what it is. Cause not to I mean, we all totally different personalities, just like you have friends. You you're you can have mutual friends, don't mean that that's my friend, you know what I'm saying? Like we have this one friend, so when we hang out or whatever, you know what I'm saying, we're there, but I don't really rock with you like that. I'm only here right. because this one person, you know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing in polyamory. I'm only I only see you, or I don't see you. I know of you. I don't know. I know your name. That's it. That's I'm all just I need. So I don't get fired. I'm just exactly. here so I don't get fired. <laughs> and so that's 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 my thing. So that's the reason why I I built um grown black and poly. I, I'll mm-hmm. teach the masses my damn self. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Google is fine. There's only so much reading that you can do. Sometimes you have to lead by example. One thing I wanted to address, I wanted to actually answer the the esteem. Um, what I would say to, to to people like you who say that, uh, you know, go Google the shit. I don't want to teach your ass. Then you're don't put yourself. Make sure that you're not inadvertently putting yourself in a place of mentorship or to be looked upon as a mentor. And make it clear to people, hey, look, I'm glad that you discovered this lifestyle. I have no interest in teaching anybody anything about it. This is my life. This is not a class. And some, because and there are people out there who want to mentor. So go avail yourself of the people who are offering mentorship, and don't force me to be a mentor. Is what I would tell people. It was, uh, you know, I've been, I was in the swinging lifestyle for a lot longer than I've been in the poly lifestyle, and I got to this uh, triple OG status. You know, I was the king of swing or whatever. You had to come talk to to me and tell and they ask me questions if you was the only dude trying to get in. And I eventually just told people, look, I had to figure this shit out. Go. Um, I'll let you know if I see you doing something crazy or stupid just because I care about you, but I'm not here to, to teach you. I'm here to have a good time like you're here to have a good time. Yep. And, yep. Not, and it's I'm the same thing. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm literally sitting up here living this, li- living this lifestyle, figuring this stuff out as I go, running into situations that I didn't plan for or I didn't see coming and having to find ways to adjust on the fly. You get what I mean? Absolutely. And all of maintaining a sense of ethics, a sense of character, a sense of core values. You understand what I'm saying? This Absolutely. is not something that I can easily just get to. Because when right. it really comes down to it, I can tell you everything I know about ethical non-monogamy. That does not mean that your journey is going to go like mine did. Point blank period. And probably won't. It probably most likely won't. Because we're all our own individuals. We all seek different things. You get what I mean? There's too many variables to create a predictable path. Absolutely, but the foundations are the same. To a certain extent, because there's ethical non-monogamy in such a way that people are, there are people who are ethically non-monogamous who don't know that that's a thing. And I didn't know for years. That, that, you know, the the deacon that had the, the family across town that you went to church with, he was ethically not. He was ethically or non-ethically. He, his wife knew about the the other Miss Susie across town. She didn't trip. He didn't trip. Their kids was taken care of. They went to Sunday school together. It was ethically non-monogamous because everybody knew what the deal was, but it was never talked about. But, but they, hey, you know they, what? I ain't gonna lie. I think that's that's one thing culturally speaking for us that is a big hindrance to this love style is the fact that a lot of us in our families, in our churches, you get know what I mean, the way that we were raised. Yeah. We know that we had to keep certain secrets to maintain the integrity of the family or the church or the. Oh, what goes on in this house stays in the house. Stays in this house. Keep it up appearances. That we were brought up on. 
You get what I mean? And yeah. once again, like you said earlier, when it comes down to the deprogramming of certain things, yep. like a lot of us don't realize, like we were being programmed before we even knew who we were. Right, yeah, we you. were taught monogamy. We weren't monogamous. <laughs> look, look at every children's movie. There's a prince, and, a, and, and there's one princess that you get. There's only one princess in the whole world that's right. He gotta go fight dragons and shit, climb a mountain, and I said over. that earlier. Yes, well, something that's, similar. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's the template that we've all been fed. Absolutely, by by our parents, every storybook, every media out. So the the shame that we have, the, the social stigma of it, is so deeply ingrained that you'd be better off coming out as gay than coming out as poly in most cases, because Absolutely. gay is understood better than poly. Yeah. And see, and and that's why I said so. Getting back, I said so. Picking back on what you were saying, and that's why I feel that, like, while I was breaking it down, I said, in all our platonic, <coughs> non non romantic relationships, it's okay to love more than one person. And I said, right, it, it doesn't make sense that we can't love more than one person romantically. But every aspect, parents, children, friends, you know, what I'm saying, siblings. When we have multiple, where we have the love capacity to handle it all, but some somehow, some way, we don't have the emotional capacity to handle romantic love. Romantic of more than one hey, person. That's, that's funny, like My, like that that theory about that. There's one person for you know you got a soul that you may and may not meet. Like, <laughs> right, that here, you right. may and may not meet. Look, if it's if it's if there if that shit's real. If there's only one soul made for you, I fucked that up a long time ago. But then again, I wouldn't have fucked that up then. She'd still be here, right? Because that's my soul. Like she's the only one, the one that was she's the only one for you. So exactly, she's the only one. She's supposed to still stay connected to you for life. <laughs> and you're not well, supposed to look at nobody well, else because she's supposed to check everything. You know, and that's and then right. no. So this is that, so, this is the this is how I break down the theory. I say you have this one person, all these billions, of, you know, billions of people that you may meet, you may not, you because you have people who have who say they have never met their soulmate. You know, what I'm saying they didn't went their entire life without you know finding the one. You know, what I'm saying, and then when you get this one. They can't fit. They don't. They they don't check one hundred percent of your boxes. They say that's where the eighty twenty rule comes from. But my thing is, when you're dealing with only eighty percent, you're going to still want that other twenty percent field. Yeah, hey, so look, 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 for the look, other if, twenty. <laughs> if you want to look at metaphysical science, though, people got the idea of what a soulmate is completely misconstrued. You understand what I'm saying? A soulmate is somebody that who, who you've crossed paths with in another plane, in another life, in another Absolutely. life. You understand what I'm saying? That does not necessarily yep. mean right. that it was a romantic right. relationship. Exactly. Exactly. So, but that's like, what they feed us. Mother. Right. Your right. your brother. It can it can, it could be the person that you met on the bus stop when you was in seventh grade. You know what I'm saying? Could be your dog. Could be your dog. Right. Exactly. Yep. You, you know you that's your soulmate. That, that was because, your parents. That's because society <laughs> romanticizes everything. Everything. Yeah. Yep. So and like the I was... thing I ever heard I did was uh, was from a chick I did a long time ago in Pittsburgh who's a really good comedian. And she told me one time, she's like, you know, you met me 
online all the way in Texas and moved to Pittsburgh to be with you. You know, people always talk about you found the person that you're supposed to be with. What they mean is you found a person within a 40-mile radius that you think you can get along with. And that is because <laughs> you didn't look at everybody. I didn't go visit China and go go date Sue Ming. I didn't go to, to the Aboriginal people in the backwoods of uh, Australia and go see what, what the people were doing out there. I dated whoever was close to me who I could get along with for 25 minutes in consecutively. Hey, I'll put it to you like this. I take your, I have my own little personal theory about soulmates, right? Which a soulmate does not necessarily mean that that is a person that's supposed to sustain you for a lifetime. A soulmate could be somebody that you're supposed to cross paths with for a period of time for whatever the divine purpose is. So your soulmate can be that person that you created a kid with, but y'all relationship didn't make it. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't a lifelong relationship. That kid can cure cancer in 20 years. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like, that's what a soulmate can be. So a lot of people, I, I say that to say this, like what I realize a lot of people do in relationships, blanket, period, poly, E&M, monogamous, all of it. They're so consumed about the finish line that they miss the glory of the race getting there. They miss the journey the, of the race They want to be there. the rabbit, not the, the journey choice. is the destination. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the little I, moments I, I, that make life. How much do you think God hinders poly for black people? I'm not religious. So I'm you're asking the wrong. You, 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 you here? Y'all ready to go to church today? <laughs> and I professionally don't know that there's a God or not a God. And so that's my answer for all that. So and this is I think my that thing. A lot of it, uh, there's uh-huh. people I've met that would that me and them would be perfect in a relationship, but they got to go tell their mama and they got to tell God and they got to tell the church. That would be an open about it would be a problem. I'm open about it. You know, my employees know I'm Yo, hello, I'm openly poly. Absolutely. So this is my thing. Look, here's the thing though. Openly poly though, right? This is what's funny to me, right? Mm -hmm. So people align themselves with different associations, right? And they claim that they're loyal, and they claim that they, that that they that they all about the association that they join, right? That this group of people right. that they join on one accord, right? And I find it funny how, in the face of adversity, you'll stand on your affiliation, you'll stand on on, on your on you know the organization or the group that you align yourself with. But right. then when it comes down to being openly poly and it being challenged, you cower back into the shadows. And they're afraid right. to stand on the fact that you're E and M and you don't operate in the fashion that's not wrong. It's perfectly exactly. fine. Absolutely. I don't exactly. date people who that, are not that's openly polished. Shame that like it's a dirty little secret. Like, oh a- absolutely. I, yeah, I have a my, I have, my wife has another partner, but I can't talk about that. You know, we can't that's and, and that yeah, more. that that's like, me. the first thing people always ask me when I talk to them about well, what did you tell your kids? What did you tell your family? The truth. Exactly. Every other relationship, I told them what relationship I was in, and it wasn't a problem. Why would this? The problem is differentiation. You create, told your kids you bring them around your kids. Mental block. Here's my question. That has told us that does, this is different. Does does choosing to be ethically non-monogamous, right, require a coming out period? Does it require a coming out period? 
Um, do you, I think is it necessary I think, to tell everybody around you, oh, I'm ethically non-monogamous. I just want to let you know that. You, you know what I mean? Like, is it necessary? I don't think it's necessary, I don't think it's necessary but my it's, all I can speak to is my experience, of course. I think it's like a liable mission. Makes sense. It felt like a liable mission to not acknowledge my partner the same way I would have a monogamous partner. If, if, I, if I'm dating a woman and I'm I'm serious, engaged, engaged, whatever, we move, move to that point where we're gonna be, you know, trying to be. And you ain't met none of my friends. You ain't met my, my mama, my daddy, nobody. He hired you. You ain't met none of his people. That's a problem. So I try yeah. to extend that same mentality out to power because power is another relationship. It's just another relationship. And I think it is. It's just multiple relationships. And ignore the similarity to a monogamous relationship. So, so this, this make is it my thing. Necessarily different. We differentiate it too much. Right. So this is my thing. So I went came out to everyone because I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to date you if you're not out. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hide. Like, we, we, right. I think every, once again, everybody gets to choose the way they want to live their lives. If you, you're a public figure and it's going to ruin your, your dreams and you or multiple people, hey, do you? You know, don't mess up your money, because I, because I, L said so. L don't get his money all day, so don't don't mess up your money because I said so. But at the same so time, I, I think that comes down to the media, though. If you're a public figure, you get what I mean. It's it like, yeah, you know, just on your how genuine of a life do you? Figure. Yeah, you know that that comes down to the media. If the media is in alignment with you, they will spin you being ethically non-monogamy non-monogamous as the most beautiful story. To be followed but if they're not in alignment with you they will make it look like you're the biggest demon on the face of the earth that's just oh you're how the it is. pervert so. yeah you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. once yeah, again it's, it's a it's, it's a piss poor representation of what the love style really is you get what i mean i really think to truly understand this love style at some degree yeah you're gonna have to have you a network of people who are in this love style and understand it you get what I mean? And Absolutely. I'm a firm believer that most real poly, ethically non-monogamous people are in tribes that they don't even know that they're in. Because if you look at them and the network of their E&M poly friends, even though the relationships may not be romantic, those relationships are valuable. Because those are the people who understand how you live the way you live. You get what I mean? And when you're running oh, into yeah. a conflict with a certain dynamic and you need advice, these are the better people to go to. You can't necessarily go to Google to find out how to fix this. You get what I mean? And you can't necessarily go right. to a monogamous person to figure out how to fix this. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, absolutely. There's a certain amount of bravery that goes into this because there absolutely. is no trailblaze Even if you identify as solo poly, like even if you identify as solo poly, you would comment or a, a unicorn or something like that. Like you have a tribe. You just need to really right. look around you. And yeah, I have my tribe. Absolutely. So, I tell everybody as a solo poly right. person, have those, I have my tribe. That you can talk to about any situation going through life. This is no different. 
you know? No. I think the, the biggest problem in society right now to expand this even beyond the boundaries of just polyamory is, and, uh, you know, ENM, is that we have gotten to a place where apathy and sociopathy are acceptable ways of being. You know, this is about music right now. As black people, everything's about I don't give a fuck. I don't need nobody. If I'm one deep. It's just me. This like the connectivity. I don't know what it's born out of. I don't know if it's a social media uh, phenomenon or if it's um, just a, 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 a change in the way we have it's been raised. It's the crab in the barrel mentality. It's the crab in the barrel mentality. It go way further back than that. That's that whole Willie Lynch syndrome. Like a lot of right. people yeah. sit up here. The, and cra- think that. the crab in the barrel, you know, yep. mentality. That's exactly what yep. it is. I'ma yep. step on you to get my fuck you. Definitely. Myth of scarcity and all that goes into place. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I'm doing the Willie Lynch project, um, uh the the dismantling the Willie Lynch project next uh next Sunday. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday. We're talking about colorism. You know, you should check you should, you can join well, the panel if y'all want to. Oh, yeah, because look here, because Willie Lynch's project wasn't just about colorism. It, it was wasn't. We, so we talked about... It was about ages. We talked about... Right. So we talked oh, yeah. about sexism Absolutely. already. It we talked about sexism. The black the black man versus the, the black woman. We talked keep, about that. But this, this, this part is about colorism. And then we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a whole bunch of black issues. Those so, but I can talk about want to stay in this. You don't want the proletariat. Part of the main reason racism works in America is the proletariat to ever unify against those in the elites. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm mad at a white man, I can't ever join up with that white man to take down the rich man who's suppressing us both. Yep. Yeah. But look here. We ain't gonna go on that. That's a whole nother podcast right there, bro. Oh, a whole nother podcast. You know what I'm saying? We'll be here all Trust night me. on that. But, Trust me, I'm a black segregationist, so I can't even get started on that. <laughs> but we, we, we'll, we'll talk deep. about that later. We'll, we, we'll talk about that later. We're going to wrap up. I thank you guys for uh, uh, tuning in, but, listening uh, but to the Dirty things, Dialogue. This, this is the thank thing you. about poly and relationships is there's a holistic view of this whole thing. Everything is interconnected. And once you understand that connectivity is a natural state of man, not separatism, then you open up all the doors, all the windows open. Everything is a possibility. Once you understand it, we're all connected. I love you as my brother. I've never met you, but you're my brother and I love you because I know that in some way, some form, some fashion, I'm connected to you intrinsically. Yeah. And you're you're connected to me. And so never having met you, I can love you purely because I don't need to know you to know that I need to love you because you're a part of me. I'm a part of you. Yep. All right, you guys. Once we get to that level, oh man, that is my favorite thing to tell people. And I'm gonna keep it brief because it's a side, uh, an aside. But I tell people all the time, it's religious, not religious, if you believe in God, the collective unconscious, the universe, the divine spirits, whatever you believe in. Whatever you believe in, you believe it's infinite. And if we came out of that infinite infinity, we cannot be anything less than infinite. Because if you divide infinity number, you still result is infinity. So we can't be less than the thing we came from. Absolutely. So of my righteousness and the basis of me treating people the way I treat them. Because I understand that we all are part of a whole. 
absolutely. But but we're gonna wrap this up, this conversation up to to next Friday, uh, to next week, next Friday. Um, thank you guys for listening in. <laughs> thank you guys for listening in to the Dirty Dialogue. Please stay tuned for next Friday. Um, we'll Did see you then. Can you hear me? Yeah, Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. All right, we're about to end the show. Can, can you hear me? She ain't said nothing in a minute. I was wondering if she's still here. Make sure she's still with us. Oh, I hear her. You must not be here. <laughs> you must can't hear me because oh, I just tried to wrap up three her. times. Tell him I'm wrapping her. up. Yes, we wrapped <laughs> it up, bro. <laughs> 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 good night, all the people, man. We love all right, good night. Have a good night. Yes, much love. Ow.